Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. As always, my name is Mike Chisholm. As always, I am excited to be here. Uh, truly, honestly, if you've watched or listened to a bunch of these podcasts, you know that I'm kind of the same default position when I come in here. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have conversations. I'm excited to do this podcast and 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 hopefully uh, shed some light uh, where where there are people that are in darkness of some sort. What is the focal point of, of, of HeCast? Well, we're the official point, podcast of He Changed It. What's He Changed It? First off, go to hechangedit.com. Check it out. The app is available, a men's performance app of all sorts, focusing especially on mental wellness, uh, emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, all of those things wrapped up into one. Athletic stuff, recipes, all the whole thing, tools, places that guys can go uh, to be there for each other. He Changed It, available in the Google Store, available in the Apple Store, where you can find your apps. It's free. Download it. Come on in and uh, see what we're building over here at He Changed It. Uh, listen, one last thing. If you have listened to this podcast, if you're an enthusiast of what it is that we're doing in any way, uh, it, we, would, we would love it if you'd subscribe. We would also love it if you'd share us a little bit as well. The overlords of He Changed It, they look at the metrics of things, and uh, I want to I wanna, uh, bless them uh, with some smiles when they see the metrics that we have. So if you haven't subscribed or shared us yet, please, please do. And uh, let's keep going what we're doing here. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to watch this thing grow from the ground up. He changed it is technically still in the beta stage. And it's, it's really fun to watch the connections that are happening. Um, and, and it's cool to see men being helped through this process. It's an unbelievable thing that I get to be the front row uh, spectator of uh, every time. And, 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 and hosting this podcast is such a, is such a blessing for me. I appreciate it so much. Uh, one of the things that I appreciate so much about hosting this podcast are the people I get to meet. Um, and, and watching, you know, my wife and her team build, he changed it. I get to meet a lot of really cool people and it's, it's, it's neat to see it from my standpoint. Uh, one of these people is a guy by the name of Malusi. <laughs> Ma <laughs> oh man, I screwed it up. Malusi Mabaleka. <laughs> Mabalika. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, Dude, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to make sure that I get it right so much. So I got in my head with it. Malusi, um, you and I met because you're involved a little bit with a, with a, with a friend of ours, Becky Hardcastle, Canadian Mental Health Association. And we were doing a video in conjunction with a course that they have built. That's going to be put into, he changed it. And you not only um, were, you know, willing to come in and help, but you were enthusiastically recommended by Becky for you to come in here and share your perspective on men, communication, that kind of a thing. And that's where that connection came from. Uh, Malusi, I just want to say thank you very much for taking time out of your day to be part of HeCast today. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Anything, uh, anything support, uh, whatever Becky's doing, what you're doing, especially mental health and men communication and everything around that. We don't get to talk about it enough. So happy to be part of this conversation. Yeah, man. Uh, this is, this is super, super cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful and excited for this conversation. Uh, the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about, um, you know, what floats your boat. I know you're with Accelerate Okanagan, uh, which is a local accelerator for where, uh, you know, local to us, where we live, yeah. that sort of a thing, which is kind of cool. Cause, uh, you know, my wife and her team are in the tech business. You two are, yeah. you're also in the tech business. It's, it's kind of neat to see that. Uh, but you're also in a band, you're an artist, you're a musician. Yeah. I, I, and I'm a big music guy, so I love hearing stuff like this. Uh, let's talk about your first love. Let's talk about music for a second. How long have you been a musician? Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
I've been a musician, honestly, probably not 10 years. My bro and I started that um, kind of right out of high school. You know, it started with just, we, we wanted to perform. We were playing in our church a lot and we wanted to translate our artistic love and music to, you know, our friends outside of the church community, especially. And uh, for us, we found a home in country music, you know, a, a country and folk a lot of, but um, we're very acoustic, very passionate. Get us a couple guitars, a couple of mics, a couple of beers, perhaps <laughs> on a stage in a pub or a coffee shop too, you know, wherever there's people gathering uh, for a good time. We like to be there singing some songs. All right. Well, allow me to be a little bit politically incorrect as I as I say this uh, right off the hop. When I look at you and I'm told that you're a musician, you don't strike me as an out of the box, stereotypical country Western yeah. singer. <laughs> no. And I love it. I love it. And that's part of it. You know, um, it's the communities, the people that allow really interesting conversations to come up. I mean, we started in Ottawa is where we, our family lives and having moved to Saskatoon, uh, right in the prairies and amongst the you know, country people. Um, country music fans. Uh, it's allowed us to really connect and have these really amazing conversations and talk about some of those perhaps assumptions or or uh, misconceptions or and really change people's minds and you know wow them up. Thank, thank God we're good. <laughs> you know, ultimately we have to back it up with some talent and we're lucky to do that. So COVID slowed that down. Sure. So we pursue some more like business side. Um, hustles with Accelerate, but yeah, you can't go wrong with a couple of songs. Well, I, I, you know, when we can talk about music and and, and being a therapy, uh, you know, I think I think artists many times um, they get the they get the both ends of the stick. They get that tormented, have something inside of them, have something to say kind of yeah. a feeling. But then they also have that outlet when they're going through stuff and they just start exercising their art a little bit, exercising that muscle. Uh, many times they're able to release things that, that a lot of folks don't. How big has uh, music and art in that art form been for you as a, as a coping mechanism for all the stuff that comes up in life? Massive, massive, my dude. I mean, from the beginning, um, and it's kind of gone full circle. I mean, so it really started out of journaling, you know, I grew up in the church and all that. And so like with prayer and stuff for me, it was a lot about journaling, just writing my thoughts down and just trying to be honest with what I'm feeling, just get it out of me. And that really turned into, hey, like, it'd be cool to write a song. And then we wrote a song. And for us, it was just about really just expressing what was in our hearts. Uh, it's funny, our first EP, it was called uh, Do You Like Like Me? And it had like the checkbox that said like, it's yes, the checkbox that said no, as like the album art. <laughs> and um, it's funny because it was four songs. I wrote two, my brother wrote two. I had just gotten in a relationship and he just left. So completely different themes of the song, yep. but honest to each of us. And that was because it was just true. It really had to be a shared experience for both of us. And with COVID having now come around and slowed down the music industry, especially for what we enjoy, which is that live aspect and connection. Yeah. Um, it's really allowed me the opportunity, you know, we started doing music 10 years ago, like I said. And so now, you know, I've been, you know, reevaluating who I am as an artist, musician. Um, where do I stand with those goals I set for myself 10 years ago as a new man now? Uh, and is it, have I been doing that hustle just because I've been doing it all this time? Or is it really, truly my, my form of expression? And, you know, like 
every day I'm learning something new. And luckily, you know, these past couple of months, I've really discovered that it's truly just a part of me that I do need to get these thoughts, emotions, feelings out on paper, but more importantly, to transition that into music. Uh, and it's been, it's, it's more than just business at this point now, you know, it's about an expression for myself, which is, it's great to accept and, and know that about myself. Well, it's certainly a, a, an interesting exercise in the idea of writing down some of these innermost feelings that we have. And, and I mean, you talk about the, the benefits of journaling. Um, I was one of those guys who uh, was told so many times and I've read in so many places, even I'm a student of personal development, um, but journaling was one of the things, even though that I heard it in so many places, uh, so many different venues and, and, and pieces of advice from mentors and books and things like that. It was one of the things that was the least accessible for me. It took me a long time. And I do now, thank goodness, I can I can say I've got lots of experience in different ways of journaling and, and I understand the benefit of it. Um, yeah. But there's journaling. Then there's journaling and realizing that you're, you've got maybe the way that your journaling is structured to the place of maybe it might be a poem or a song. But then it's taking those words and actually performing them and getting them out. The different dimensions in releasing things, yet at the same time scratching it inside of you um yeah. worthwhile exercise whether you're doing it full-time or not a hundred percent and you know it's crazy to i think as a songwriter and as just a person that wants to express yourself practicing you know finding the words to describe how you're feeling mm-hmm. it was through writing is great 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 way but another thing that i do a lot especially my bro in our house is we freestyle We'll be like, hey, freestyle this. And you pick a topic and you just tap into like your soul, your heart, your head, and you just kind of let yourself say whatever is there. And it's wow. terrifying and it's exciting and it's silly. But you do that 10 times, the 10th time, you're going to be like, wow, like I actually have, I actually have words inside of me. Yeah. And then you can start to flush those like sounds out into like actual words and feelings. And then there you go. Like you're really starting to connect that journaling, almost like more deep rooted sentiment of like self-expression for yourself and connecting that to a real authentic conversation with yourself. Yes. And you might have a song in there and it depends what the point is, but if it's just to express something, I think we all can appreciate music that we sense that, that feeling from. Yeah. And I mean, music, I love music so, so much. And I always have, um, how old were you when you moved from Ottawa to Saskatoon? Ooh, uh, I was probably 19. Okay. So perfect timing, like from a, from a, uh, a freedom standpoint, from a, uh, you know, you're becoming a young man at that point. Uh, the music scene in, in like, we just had Earl from Widemouth Mason on here uh, a couple of weeks back. And, and I mean, we talked about, oh, it was amazing. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's just it. Like we were talking about other folks from the, from the prairies, the music scene, specifically Saskatoon in the, in the middle of, in the middle of Canada prairie, the right in the middle of the prairies, the music scene is vibrant. And uh, what what a great environment to uh, incubate some of these ideas and these skills that you are developing at 19 years. What a place to do it. What a place. Uh, Community, love, passion. All of us feel, you know, you tell anyone that you're from Saskatchewan, they they usually have something, uh, some sort of mean joke to say, you know, oh, you must be happy to be here. Well, you know what? 
have you ever been there? Man. Have you experienced that love, the passion, the community? With that kind of negative perception, it really brings everyone together to support each other. I mean, it's crazy that you had a chat with Earl. Earl has been, you know, such a leader and supporter in the scene all over Western Canada and Canada. And he continues to like, he was here a few weeks ago and then shows some love like, hey, we're playing a show, come through take over our Instagram, whatever it is. It's, it's lifelong love and support. So yeah, he, he's been an example of that. And, you know, it's like we're saying, you, you, one must lift each other up. Absolutely. And there's a guy who does that. And I mean, uh, again, I, here's, here's where I love diversity and, and, and the positivity of diversity rather than some people like to go down the negative path and they talk about, you know, cultural appropriation and all that kind of stuff. Here we are. Here's two examples. I'm talking to a brother who sings country Western. You talked about Earl, you look at the steadies and, and you got a yeah. Filipino guy singing reggae and, yeah. and I love all of those positive things being thrown into one pot. Let's stir it around. Let's melt it together. And let's see the joy that can come out of that. Um, I just, I, I adore that. That to me yeah. is a collaboration of culture. And, and I think that that is a wonderful, uh, wonderful way to look at things as we try and move forward as uh, a solidified yeah. nation, as a populace of people. Um, what, isn't it, isn't it nicer as opposed to talking about the negatives of people, people throwing rocks at, Oh, cultural appropriation and all yeah. What about blending it all together? What about putting it together in one pot and having a great stew of yeah. all these amazing ideas? Most definitely. And the stories that come from that, they're the most interesting. It's not to say that no one else can you know, participate, but when you come together, the collaboration, the perspective, you know, why do I connect with with uh, country music? Why did my brother and I connect with it? Well, there's a reason for that. And it's like, we wanted to partake in what you're doing. And so if there's no disrespect being shown and only love, uh, and and to say we've really only received a lot of love from the community here in Canada, yep. which is what granted us whatever success we've had in this country because the community was able to welcome us. But, I before, mean, Darius Rucker says it in his speech, grateful to be accepted because it's all about that first step of acceptance and opening the door wide open for a while. Okay, what can we make different now? What, what can we do differently in, in this community, whether it's music or not, but the stories that come from that diversity you're talking about, baby, I love it. Oh man, me too. Is Darius a uh, an influence? A hundred percent, hundred percent. How could he not? You know, when he was releasing, you know, when he got into the country music game, that was when we were really diving into country music, and he was an example of the sound, the style, yep. uh, the acceptance that is available at a at a high level. And, you know, so we weren't the first and he wasn't even the first, you know, uh, you look back to the history of music, it's, it's, there's diversity all the way through. Sure. But um, the door keeps getting a little bit more open for everyone as that time goes on. Yeah, well, and it's sure. funny. It's funny because, like, I mean, yeah, my, my dad's favorite singer of all time was Charlie Pride. My dad did not like music, but when yeah. Charlie Pride came to Kelowna, my dad was yeah. one of the first people to buy tickets, and my mom went with him, and she said, it was the most amazing thing, Michael. Your dad sang every single word with him as he did that, and my dad's not, you know, late in the last few years, like, he's been on this podcast, and he's talked about his emotional journey he's been on, mm. but, but that's one, like, he was not an open man when it came to that that stuff but charlie pride comes to town my dad is like boom like heart heart right connection there. there i look at yeah. darius and it's interesting because i mean hootie and the blowfish that album that album sold so many copies back in the day like that was a gigantic 
gigantic yeah. album. And if, you know, I, I think about the music business and the business of, of, of wanting to perpetuate those things, people who are in the business that don't necessarily care so much about the art or the artist or the heart that that shit comes from, um, mm-hmm. you know, they could have ridden a wave of, of just follow-ups, 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 but he went with his heart and he said, now, nah, you know what, this <laughs> the blowfish thing. No, I'm going to go and do what's in my heart. And that's country music. And I remember people's reaction and they're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. In his and, own and style too, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. So you got to love that. You got to love somebody who's willing to go. Okay. It's kind of like what Earl's doing with the steadies too. Like right now, like uh, they're, they're, they're willing to look at a new piece of jungle instead of the path that's over there. They're looking at that new piece of jungle going, give me a machete. I'm going to carve my way through that sucker yeah. and we're going to do this. Yeah, no doubt. And that's art. That should be art. You know, like, there's room for everyone to explore and the times are changing in terms of like diversity. It's crazy. I would say one time we were at, we were at a award show and someone told us that we should change our band name and our band name was our last name, Mabaleka. And, um, Mabaleka. We like, oh, why? Yeah. And we were like, why? And they're like, well, like it's hard to say it's not very country. And I was like, well, those, those aren't very good reasons. Right. You know, like there are so many examples of people in the media um, that have interesting names and everyone takes the time to learn them, especially if, you know, they become successful or, or great at their art, the name is overlooked in terms of, I need to just learn this. I need to know this name. I need to do whatever it takes to, to understand where they're coming from and like dive in because I love the art. Um, and so those were some of the struggles that we would experience or the comments, but you know, when you can combat that again with real talent, and, and drive yep. um, and something unique and different and people connect with that story. That's where you're starting to change hearts and minds. And now you, you scroll through Spotify. It's, it's, it's such a variety of names. And it's funny that I, that's what I noticed because those were the old comments we were getting before. Now who cares what your name is? Yeah. It could be a, it could be a couple of letters just in a row and, and no one's really going to question that because, Oh, I wonder what these letters mean. What are they talking about? Yeah. I I love that too. And I, I love the intrigue and the idea of, and, and don't get me wrong, like pop music is 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 a thing unto itself. It's scientific, um, you know, creating a great pop song. There's algorithms involved in all of this stuff that's there. So I don't want to say that pop music doesn't do this. I want to be very, very careful. I'm not trying to disrespect yeah. anything, but no. I have always loved the music where it's almost like a rabbit hole. And, 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 and on the surface, like just where the light is still coming in, you're like, okay, but then you go down the rabbit hole a little bit more and you, and you really start to, uh, to get into the lyrics, you start to get into the message, you start to, 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 to figure out the artist and what it is that they're doing. And those are the ones that I've gravitated to and, and 20, 30 years later, am still gravitating towards is where's there, there's that story or that depth that's there. And the thing that I think is common, whatever genre it might be, whether it's, you know, I love all, I love all genres, whether it's hip hop, whether it's, you know, hard stuff, industrial stuff, um, you know, punk, the, the, the thing that to me ties them all together is authenticity. Totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It has to be authentic. It has to be. Otherwise, why are you doing it? You probably not even having fun as an artist if it's not authentic, because then it's, it's too much work to like make it because it's not even a part of you. It's just, what is it? Yeah. 
Well, and I think that's where, and again, that's where I, I throw pop music at it there because sometimes I don't, I'm listening to a pop song and I'm like, this just doesn't feel, you know, authentic. And again, I'm not taking anything away from totally. the artists and the producers uh, that, that, that create this music, but I, I'm really, really into things that are, um, that are very, very authentic when it comes to stuff like that. And again, I'm not trying to insult anybody, but, um, you know, I, I, I certainly see that the road that you, is your brother older or younger than you? He's younger. Yeah. Younger. Okay. He'll tell you he's older, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what do you, uh, what's the end game or is there an end game? Is it just like, yeah, we both got jobs, but we're both committed to this and we're going to keep it going, especially after the pandemic. And we can, we can start playing live shows again. Uh, is the goal to do it a hundred percent of the time is the, uh, what, what's the goal for you two? The goal for sure, I think is ultimately the goal is to be, to be a role model for, for kids that grew up in a situation that I did. I think of myself as like fairly you're a pretty average Canadian kid, um, you know, group in Halifax, play hockey, soccer, you know, mm-hmm. the normal stuff that most kids do. Mm-hmm. And you look at people that are successful in the media and you think that you could never achieve that. You think that you could never tour the country or, or tour around the world and make music from doing music or acting or, or modeling, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that's what I would love to do. That's in my heart to be an artist, to create. And so, and I would love to make sure that every other kid can 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 believe that as well. Yeah. And I want to be that example for them. You know, stick here in Canada and support our media entertainment uh, industry and show them that there is a culture. There are people here with stories to tell and start creating those avenues um, to tell those stories. And fortunately, unfortunately, again, like being black and in a country music scene or in a in a musical environment where it's not necessarily the stereotype. Yeah. You do have to, to shine a little brighter, um, which just forces you to be better, which also teaches you how to make it happen. If you get told no, it's not necessarily, I knew that's not because I'm not good enough, because I'm not fitting whatever boxes you need checked for, for your event, which is fine, which is completely fine, but it doesn't mean I'm not. Have you had that happen? Oh, totally. But everyone has that happen, right? And you can't speculate or assume why you're getting guesses and why you're getting no's, but we definitely get a lot of no's. Well, but hold on a second, though. You can. And sometimes for people, they do speculate why they got the no. Uh, They take it personal and it causes many times a stumbling and sometimes even a quitting uh, of a a pastime or a passion. So when you hear those no's, what is one of the things or two of the things that you do uh, mentally to process those no's that continues you to stay on the path? Honestly, when those opportunities come up, when those, I say opportunity because it's, it's a chance for me to make it happen for myself. It's because I know that deep down that I'm good. I like what I do. My brother likes what I do. We know that we're great. If it does, if so, if we don't get an opportunity to, to book a show or a festival, especially it's competitive out there. Um, that doesn't mean that we're not good enough to do the gig. It just means that they don't want us there or they can't have us there for whatever reasons. Right. So if we want to play to a large crowd, find a large crowd of people and play to them, 
And so we learned how to make our own shows, do our own marketing, connect with other people in the industry that do want to play with us. And so at some point, you know, like I could be pretty petty, I suppose. Like if, if the day comes or, you know, there's big opportunities, uh, okay, well, you didn't really support us back then, but these people did. Yeah. They took a chance on us. They took a risk on us. And it's easy to look back and say that, but in the moment, you, know, you really just have to believe in yourself um, and be doing it for yourself. Because if you're not doing it for you, then you're relying on these yeses and nos. Yes. Oh, we that's okay. You've really hit a nugget of wisdom there. Uh, if you're not doing it for yourself, the yeses and nos, they'll blow you out of the water. Uh, but if you're doing it for yourself, you almost, they almost take a back seat. You almost don't give a shit about the yeses and nos at that point because you're just doing it for yourself. Yeah. And you might ask why, like, why, why is it a no? And also, why is it a yes? But when you start to figure out those things and realize what you can, what you can work on and what you can't. Yeah. And then you just start to create your own lane. You get that machete and you're in that new jungle and you're figuring it out because it's more exciting to go through untapped land, you know? Well, you're certainly preaching to the choir. Um, you know, uh, I'm the husband of a, of a woman who is uh, a, uh, a tech innovator, a tech founder of a men's mental wellness app. And, and certainly mm-hmm. um, in the two years that they have been on this journey trying to build this thing, uh, she's never run into another one. And, and yeah. it's, uh, you know, lots of people have got lots of different perspectives and, and, and there's been stones thrown, like, why is a woman building this? And, 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 and I mean, if certainly it's not just her, she's got a, a team and, and one of the co-founders, of course, Joel is, is, is a big part of that yeah. as well. But, you know, uh, people kind of look at her sideways sometimes and, and um, that's where she has to take that same skill. And I think there's a lot yeah. of guys right now who don't necessarily have that skill. They're not necessarily doing things for themselves. They're doing mm-hmm. things because they were told to do it this way. Um, they were, uh, you know, uh, they, they, or they don't even, they've never even questioned why am I yeah. doing what I'm doing? And, yeah. and, and, you know, there, that's where a big chunk of our mental wellness blocks are, um, you know, figuring ourselves who, who we are. A hundred percent. And it starts so early on. It's funny, like working now the tech sector, uh, I love it working with tech because I love business because being in a band, is running an entertainment business. It absolutely it's is. A, you have to have that mindset if you want yep. success, if you want to have success. And on that same token, it's it's about, you can't, I look at the people that I admire, um, you know, black artists, anyone who's even successful in general, but someone like P.K. Subban in the NHL, mm-hmm. you know, would always say, even like Will Smith, I don't look at myself as a black hockey player. I don't look at myself as a black actor. I don't look at myself as I don't look at myself like as a black person. I'm just a person to me. Yep. And so I can't use that as a crutch per se, or an excuse in those situations when they're saying yes, you know, and as women, it's the same kind of thing. You can't view yourself as less or a minority. You know, you can't look at yourself how they look at you. Yes. You need to put yourself on their level and that alone, that confidence, <laughs> some people can't handle it. You know, when, when you project that back, Nick, you know, you can, you can call me all these names and, and try and hold me down and push me down to a lower level, but that's just not the reality. And I'm not going to let you make, make me think that of myself. Yeah. I'm going to stay the course of who I believe I am and continue to work on that. And slowly I look at myself as like a brick wall, slowly keep adding bricks to it yeah. um, and just become taller and stronger and more certain of what kind of wall I look like. So, okay. 
you have a you have something here that I think um, you know. I, I love the phrase "success leaves clues," and 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 the success that I'm talking about here has mm-hmm. to do with your mindset. And and I want to, um, you know, I'm going to use an analogy here, um, where where you know you, you talk about these vehicles that are conversions. You know, whether you converted my dad, he he growing up, he converted his pickup truck from regular gas to propane. Right. I know people that have taken their land cruisers and and converted it uh, from fuel to diesel, you know, biodiesel, that kind of a thing. You've taken something and converted it over. And and what I think you have done here, um, Lucy, is you have you've converted um, the energies that we receive from people sometimes in the form of adversity, you know, whether it's naysaying, whether it's holding someone down, whether it's whatever. Now, that there's a byproduct of that, that, that remains. And, and yeah. you have created a system where you have taken the, that shit and you've yeah. turned it into fuel that, that sends you towards where you actually want to go. Is that a, uh, would you say that's an accurate kind of a, an analogy? There? Yeah. A hundred percent. The haters are going to hate and you, have, you need to prove them wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and that kind of, this is a great segue. Uh, that doesn't always happen here. Sometimes my segues are not good. This is a really good segue though. Um, Becky Hardcastle. Uh, I, I mean, we're going to throw her name out there. Some people, we, she hasn't been on the podcast yet. We're, we're still trying to make that happen. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, she is helping this, uh, this course that's being developed uh, from Canadian mental health. That's going to be exclusively uh, in the, he changed it app. Um, it, you know, lots of, lots of man hours, woman hours, people hours have been into this thing and we're very excited about it. Part of that process has included, um, a video that, that that's going along with the course, the videos that will be interlaced within the course, that kind of a thing. Um, that's where we met now, yeah. Canadian mental health association, Becky herself, uh, phenomenal individual. I, I use the, the term force of nature to describe people who are uh, very impressive to me. I believe she's a force of nature. She's incredible at what she does. Um, and, and, and one of the people that she automatically threw us at, uh, threw at us, uh, was yourself. Now, when it comes to mental health, men's mental health, what he changed it is doing when you heard about, he changed it and what the project is, uh, what was it about this that, that spoke to you? Cause clearly it spoke to your heart. Clearly you don't do anything unless it speaks to your heart. You're that guy. And I appreciate that about you. Uh, what was it that spoke to your heart about what Becky's doing, what we're doing, that kind of stuff. I think honestly, right away, men's mental health, crucial especially from the perspective of um with that video we were talking i remember some of the stuff we were talking about was finding support to be comfortable enough to open up and those are those are conversations that i remember having you know way back in high school luckily luckily um in small group situations and reading books about the importance of you know allowing oneself to be open and honest, but also how, how does a man do that? Especially in a world when we're literally told the opposite from day one. And it's so rare to get, to get a message that says it's okay to be, to be vulnerable. I mean, I watch a lot of like, I've been watching a lot of like the bachelor and the bachelorette, Yeah, but it's, and it's funny because I've been learning a lot from it. Um, you see a lot of men, you get to see a lot of different men and women, but I've been looking at the men and seeing, you know, like, how do they communicate their feelings in these, you know, 
different situations with other men, um, with women? Are they open? Are they honest? How does that, you know, how does, how is it received by men too? How are men receiving that? And it's crazy because you kind of get uh, a little bit of a glimpse in, you know, our, in this stage of history, you could say, as it's just a very popular show, you can kind of see where men are at. And a lot of men are still struggling with that. It seems to be like the one struggle um, that comes up. It's, how to be vulnerable, when to be vulnerable, who can you trust to be vulnerable with? Um, So there's definitely a a demand, a need, a requirement for more of that information to come out, to be presented. But through this course, I mean, to get a group of guys that also want that, you know, and need that, need need the support to get there, that's a powerful thing. So I was drawn to, that is what blew my mind Hmm. that is happening here in my backyard. Yeah. And honored to to share a little bit of my experience along that journey. Oh my God, you just give me goosebumps. You're uh, uh, when the when the when the he changed the team hears that they are just that that's fuel for their fire. That's what keeps them going because yeah. um, well, it is an uphill battle. You know, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's it's a total. Well, you're in tech. You you understand with being part of an accelerator. You understand how 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 even something that is you know, commonplace within society, um, you know, very, something that seems like, oh yeah, this is a natural, this, this, this new app, this new innovation, whatever it is, it's going to go huge. It's going to go big. Um, even that's a tough road for, for products like that. Never mind something where we're trying to, tr- you know, their, their team is trying, the heat change team is trying to change the culture and, and yeah. literally trying to solve a problem that is so gigantic yet at the same time, the world health organization calls it a silent crisis, uh, not yeah. the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, and, 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 and when you say stuff like that, that's what keeps that team going. Yep. We got to get back to the drawing board. We got to get back to the keyboard. We got to get back to the whatever yeah. and, and do that. It's so important to the point where, and you'll appreciate this. I don't think this ever came up uh, in any, any of the things that you would have seen. I don't know if you would have heard this on a previous podcast or not, but this is how big the team is thinking. Like they want this to be a worldwide brand where, yeah. where, where it's literally a beacon for men that they can 100%. see, come to, can heal, can bathe in the light of that beacon. Um, but we want to take back the phrase man up. We literally yeah. want to take that phrase that the culture has made one thing when you've described it, you know, guys are supposed to not talk about that stuff. We're supposed to pile that stuff, man up, you know, stop it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and they want to take that phrase back and turn it into when you're manning up, you're doing exactly the things that you're talking about, Malusi. You're, 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 you're taking responsibility for where you're at. You're recognizing it. You're aware. And then you're being vulnerable enough to say, Hey, uh, I got to make a change here. And, yeah. and, and, and I mean, that's what manning up should be. And yeah. we believe that that is what manning up could be and will be as we evolve Indeed. as a culture. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. The world needs it more than ever now. And men need it. And I think, you know, as like culture of men and, and just people, we feel that. We feel that. I, uh, I again, I, I would I, I feel that artists many times, you know, you talk about the, the idea of a tortured artist and, and I see why. I can see why that would be the case because, um, you know, many artists, whether it's a song, whether it's mixed media, whatever it is, somebody's doing, they're taking a part of them and they're putting it on display and, and, yeah. and people are going to respond however they respond. Right. So there's that cross to bear for lack of a better term. Then there's the idea of the torment that goes inside them that 
actually many times creates, or not necessarily torment, I shouldn't put it that way, the emotion that goes on inside them that causes them to create that art. And and I think about how many people out there um, have that inside them, but have never come close to even exploring what that is. And it is, it feels almost like a, like a, like a ticking time bomb, that sort of thing. Um, It's vulnerable. You're being vulnerable just to, just to express that stuff. Um, I mean, I don't even know if I've got a question here or if this is just something that we're just talking about. I just, I I feel bad for those guys right now that are those ticking time bombs. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a big part right now. It's there is, The question that I think is in the air for like a lot of men is like, why are you, what do you have to say? You know? Yeah. And and like one must discover that within themselves. And that's been a journey that I've been going on, you know, especially as, you know, perhaps an artist who has been able to, to express himself and have something to say. That was like, now I'm like really considering myself a man, you know, COVID for me has been the last few months has been a time for me to, to look in the mirror and be like, all right, you're no longer like this boy that just finished university or college or whatever it was. You're a 30 year old black man. Yep. Are you proud of that? What do you think of that movie? And really, really being honest and sitting with myself, you know, someone said to me, you know, artists, people need time to do nothing to think about what they want to think about. Yeah. You know? And then once you have that create that space for yourself. You know, journaling is a great way to create that space because you have, literally have to sit down, get a book, get a pencil, and like, you're not even journaling then yet. Like, then you need to start. But to even get to that point, the conversation you've had with your heart and your brain and your mind to bring you there, like that is the most important part because now you're actually willing to listen to yourself. And if you do that every day, one day you'll start writing something or you'll start thinking and make a voice note. But then you're having a conversation with yourself about who are you? What do you want to say to yourself? Literally, like you're just talking, you're just trying to journal for yourself. It's like, it's all going to be a secret. Yes. And so once you're allowed, allow yourself to sit in that space, then you start learning. And I've been learning a lot about, you know, that what it is to be a man in terms of, um, you know, I, I can believe all of these statements and whatever they are about what a man is, kind, loving, pr- protective, sensitive, whatever it is. Yep. So like, wh- how does that relate to me? What do I think about me as a man after all of this life? And then coming to terms with, with all of those things and being proud of it, you know, like I, my hair is kind of long right now. I, I just had braids in it. And it was the first time I ever had braids in my life. Uh, and I always wanted that. I always wanted to feel like like a good-looking, handsome African man. Yeah. You know? And I felt that for the first time, you know, for the last three weeks in my life. And so now I just have this odd confidence of like, oh, look at you. Like, you look nice today. Really like, well done. And then to be able to translate that into now I'm just complimenting everyone. And I did that before, but now I can't even stop. You know, life is a little bit lighter. There's that confidence and, and security that I have in my life. And now I'm able to focus on other things and not feel that tormented kind of ball in me because now it's no longer like about to explode. It's more so like, all right, here's the list. Like we've maybe journaled it out. We've thought it out. This is everything here. It might still be in me, but how do I now, what do I now do with all that? 
for me as an artist, it's like, okay, now I have, I have something to say. I have songs, I have TV shows, I have movies, I have no. all of these passions that I've acknowledged are part of me as a man that now I can maybe take the next step on. And, and that is exciting. You know, and that is the joy of life because that's now you get to start this new life journey of you, yes. of me. Yep. And be excited about it. Um, and I think the, a lot of men are afraid of that space. 100%. And, and I, was, I was just about to say um, either they're afraid or they're not even present. Like, like I, I'm talking to a man right now, like Lucy, when I talk to you, I'm hearing a man who is present and, and, and I think there are so many guys right now that aren't present. They got their head down and they're just barreling forward, doing the things that they're supposed to do, whether it's providing, whether it's, uh, you know, you know, working hard to try and yeah. balance, uh, spin all the plates, whatever, whatever analogy you want to use. Father, even if like a lot of things that can get in the way of that. Yes. In the way. Uh, right. Right. And it's a matter of taking that personal time to do some personal inventory about yeah. things, to even know who they are and ask those questions. And 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 it's it's quite um, remarkable how quickly massive amounts of weight can be lifted off the shoulders with a mm-hmm. little bit of meditation, with a little bit of mindfulness, with a little bit of self-reflection. And, and I think that if there's a, a message that we're trying to get out there, you know, with a megaphone, and sometimes it feels like we're shouting, you know, out of, out of a megaphone into a tornado, you know, yeah. sometimes it feels <laughs> like it's just like, oh my God, this is so big. But at the end of the day, it's one person at a time. And that joy that you were talking about, you know, when you're talking about the braids, when you're talking about that, that feeling so good about yourself, that's contagious. That's something that you can take. Just like if you're at the friggin' Tim Hortons and you pay for the next person's coffee, uh, you know, yeah. behind you, if you're in the drive through that can sometimes go 30, 40, 50 cars of people just paying it forward. Right. Well, when you're yeah. feeling that way, so too can that feeling also be paid forward to other people to make them kind of examine where they're at and maybe yeah. even inspire them to shine their light a little bit brighter. hundred percent. And if I can piggyback on that, what I learned at a young age was you need you as men, we have to inspire each other that way. We need to intentionally go out of our way to connect and not necessarily with strangers, your closest buddies, sit down with them, you know, get in a group where maybe it's not the pressure of one-on-one, but this is where I learned about those small groups, you know, you know, my four best friends, it was actually me, my brother, and uh, two of our good friends would meet for tea every Thursday at like after high school or whenever it was That's and cool. just talk and be like, how are you doing? What's new in your life? Yep. Inspire me or let me uplift you because we need to catch that contagious. We need to catch that bug from each other. Yes. And then, and then you can, then you're now you have like your crew and then it explodes further and out from your circle. But we really do need, I mean, women do it all the time and it's part of women's culture to you know your girl squad they go to the washroom together guys are afraid to stand next to each other in the washroom yep you know like, yep like, like you know like literally <laughs> like we need to, <laughs> it's like, you need to support each other you know we need yeah. to intentionally support each other that way you know what you just what you just said is uh, I've heard in meetings my wife with with her team talk about this how women just have it in their culture and men 
have shunned from it. And, and we're seeing the results of that. And we're seeing it in the mm-hmm. results of, uh, of broken families. We're seeing in the results of health, heart attacks. We're seeing it in the, uh, you know, and, and beyond that obesity, you know, people, people uh, taking their feelings out in, in negative places, uh, you know, yeah. uh, drugs, that kind of a thing. And we're seeing it ha- um, really, really come out in some, some negative ways when all it really does take, like you say, is, is, is being part of that community, whether it's anonymous, like what they're doing and he changed it right now, whether it's uh, a men's group, whether it's in your church group, whether it's, you know, the boys going out for tea every Thursday. I love that. I love that so much for me. It used to be, uh, we'd go to Denny's me and my, 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 uh, a bunch of guys that liked all the same type of movies. We go see a midnight show and then we go to Denny's and talk over pie about the movie for about 20 minutes. And then for the next couple hours about life and, and, and the different things that were going on, make each other laugh, say stupid things. And you're emptying out your, your, if, 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 if there's a pressure valve, you're releasing pressure by doing things like that. And yeah. um, it's, it's so important. And you and I just even talking about this, it's important because somebody who is tunnel visioned right now may hear it and they may pop their head up and go, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm, I gotta be present and I gotta think about some of these things that, that yeah. Mike and Melusi are talking about right now. With your close and it's literally start with your closest friends. Yep. If you're, it's, we're not all going to change the world, but if we all just become a little better to our best guy friends. Uh, by the way, then we will change the world. <laughs> then we will change the world, right? Yes, we will. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. I, uh, I, I told you time is slippery. And it goes by really, really quick. We try and get these things. I've been told we're trying. My, my goal is to get them from 30 to 45 minutes. I want to change that. I want it to be like 45 minutes plus because I love these conversations so much. And I feel like we're just getting started. Uh, first and foremost, you're a friend of He Changed It. I'm sure we're going to be doing this again in the future. Yes, please. Yes, please. I love okay. And uh, also uh, what I want to make sure is, is uh, any of our friends that we, that whether they're old friends, new friends, friends along the way, we want to be able to promote what they're doing. What's the best way for people to find your music right now? Ooh, uh, Spotify. Honestly, yeah. anywhere. So we're all over the place. Get us on Spotify. We actually just took down a lot of our music, um, but we've kept up some of the ones we love because yeah, we're coming back. So, but you know, we've done some growing and so we want to reflect who we are as men now. So just and search for Mabaleka. How do you spell that? On there. M-A-B-A-L-E-K-A. Mabaleka. Perfectly fanatical. Look it up. Crash okay. upon the waves. That's a sad tune that from that album I was telling you about that my brother wrote. Yeah. Uh, great music video as well. So check it out. Please support. And we'll be around. Um, you're going to hear lots from us soon. Do you like me or do you like me like me? I like that. Uh, I think that's something that, you know, like I think about junior high and I think yeah. about I think about guys who are in their 40s that are that are still, you know, that's that's still a thing. That's a real thing. Do you like me or do you like like me like me? You know, like uh, that's kind of one of those timeless things. I uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate having this back and forth with you and that you've been willing to take time out of your day to be part oh. of this. Um, I hope our paths cross more, um, yes, you know, and. And, uh, and, and just thank you for being uh, such a positive um, ray of sunshine uh, for the folks that are building this thing. Thank you very, very much for all of the insights, the perspective. Thank you for shining your light, uh, not just on our audience today, but also on He Changed It. Thank you so much for being you, Malusi. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I really do. 
Uh, I'm always growing and it's, it's nice to be affirmed and I'm learning actually how to listen and to believe, you know, these kind of things you're saying about me. So I appreciate it. And likewise, my dude, you're the one out here, you know, shining these lights and allowing people to, to share their experiences to further the cause and the culture. So don't stop. Uh, if you need a motivational speaker to come and keep the crowd hype, Hey, I'll talk for an hour and get you, get you, get you guys going. <laughs> you know what? You have no idea what these people have planned. They, they literally, and, 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 and the ones that are going to be part of that, you know, I, I, the, they, when they dream, when the team of he changed it dreams, they dream about these conventions and, and all of these things and people coming in to do this kind of stuff. And who are they going to look to first? They're going to look to the people who believed it right from the very beginning, you know, the early adopters. So, so I appreciate that. And uh, you are Indeed. that and more. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, ladies and gentlemen, and they go by so fast every single time we do one of these things, no matter the time, it seems like uh, it just, it starts and then it's over. I just appreciate so much having the opportunity to be part of this. I get a front row seat to watching uh, this movement be created. It's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable watching this happen. So thank you very much to Malusi for being here. Um, thank you for once again, uh, letting us into your ear holes or your eye holes or both to see what we're <laughs> doing here on HeCast. Thank you so much. Um, that's another episode. Again, if you haven't downloaded He Changed It, what the heck are you waiting for? Download the app and uh, share the podcast. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much. My name is Mike Chisholm. This has been another episode of HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. Go change something. <laughs>